The sound of Adam's office door opening makes my stomach flutter. I need to get a grip on this stupid crush. Just because he was nice to me over the internet when he thought I was suicidal doesn't mean he could ever be interested in a guy like me. Throughout the day, numerous gorgeous women came into the shop to see Adam, and it was obvious by their blatant flirting they were looking for more than a tattoo. You do realize that you're not supposed to talk to your boss like that, right? He teases as he makes his way out to the shop, turning off the lights as he goes. I didn't think you'd want to miss drinks at O'Malley's. Adam glances at me briefly, and I let a sliver of hope into my heart that maybe he's hoping I'm coming out with them tonight. Then again, he knows about my addiction problem. Maybe he was glancing at me because he's worried about me going to the bar. He nods briefly before following us out of the shop. O'Malley's is only about a block away from Heathen's, so we decide to walk over. Danny loops her arm through mine once again and keeps up a constant stream of chatter the entire walk. Once we arrive at the bar, Danny drags me toward the bar top and our group claims the whole row of stools. Bo, get us a round of lemon drops, please, Danny calls out before turning to face me. Oh my God, I just noticed your eyes. They're so gorgeous. Uh, are you hitting on me? Because... I don't swing that way. Danny laughs. <laughs> kind of figured. Are you saying I look gay? That is offensive, darling. I joke. After about an hour at the bar, the shot placed in front of me when we arrived is taunting me. The longer I stare at it, the more tempting it looks. I never had a problem with alcohol. Would it really be the end of the world if I have one drink? You all right? Adam's warm breath on my neck makes me shiver, and suddenly, the alcohol isn't so tempting anymore. Yeah. I nod and push the drink away. I'm pretty tired, though. I think I might call it a night. I didn't notice your car parked at the shop. No, I don't have a car at the moment. Or ever. I'm staying within walking distance. Adam's brow furrows. He reaches into his wallet and pulls out several bills, placing them on the bar before standing up. I'll drive you. You don't have to. Really, it's not far, I argue. I don't particularly want him to see the hourly rate motel I'm staying at. After the incident, a local domestic violence group collected money to help me get on my feet. The last thing I want to do is run through it and have to go back to my old ways of getting by. It's not a problem. Gage, you staying out for a while or riding with me? I'm fine for now, Gage answers. Without another word, Adam places a gentle hand on the small of my back and steers me toward the exit. A thrill dances in every nerve ending at the brief yet protective contact. No one has ever cared about my well-being before, myself included. Once outside, we walk the short distance back to the shop without exchanging any words. When he leads me to a shiny red Mustang, my eyes nearly pop out of my head. This is a gorgeous car. Adam smiles proudly, opening the passenger door for me. My heart skips a beat at the gesture. I thought that was something guys only did in the movies. She's my baby, he remarks, as he lovingly strokes the door while I climb in. Do the two of you need a few minutes alone? I tease. Adam gives me a sardonic smile before making his way around to the driver's side of the car. 